Welcome to the news with Win and SRC, episode 4 for 2020. Each fortnight, our SRC team will bring you a new episode packed with news and updates from our Woodend school community. Hi, I'm Harry. And I'm Georgia. And we're your hosts for episode 3. We are the class SRC reps from room 25. This week, we have Mason from room 30 to give our acknowledgement of country. We like to acknowledge the land what we meet on today is traditional land of the Ghana people and we respect the spiritual relationships with the country. We also acknowledge the Ghana people as traditional custodians of the Adelaide region and respect of their cultural and heritage belief are still important to the living Ghana peoples today. Here are Kyson and Zoe with the news headlines. Mr Freeman has posted the latest COVID update on the school news blog. We thank all of the parents and visitors for following our guidelines of no adults in classrooms or the atrium area. We also remind visitors to the office to please wait at the sign rather than going straight to the front desk. Restrictions still remain in place for now so that we can prevent another outbreak like we have seen in Victoria. The situation is changing regularly, so please keep checking for updates on the news blog by visiting woodenprimaryschool.edublogs.org. This year is Wooden's 25th birthday. School opened in 1995 and is still here to this day. School started with only 52 students and 3 teachers. Now we have over 640 students and over 30 teachers. The block of land was bought from Hickenbotham and made into this stunning school. Fast facts and important dates. Monday 20 July, day 1 of Term 3 is a pupil free day. OSH will be available on this day. A reminder that mobile dental service for schools starts in week two next term. Enrolments are now open for Trot Park and Wooden Children's Centres. At this stage, it looks like Bikehead will go ahead on 22nd, 29th of October, 5th, 12th, 19th, 26th of November for all Year 5 students. Student reports will be coming home this week. The latest information update about Year 7's moving to high school from the Department for Education is now available on the news blog. In each episode, we interview someone from our school community. This week, we interviewed Miss Gregory about how it was when the school first started. Miss Gregory, thank you for letting us interview you today. You're welcome. It's nice to be here. Where did you go to school and what was it like for you? Well, I went to primary school at Brighton Primary and so did my father and my grandfather and my great-grandfather and my daughter. So we're the only family that have had five generations of Gregory's at Brighton Primary. After Brighton, I went to Woodlands, which was a girls' school down at Glenelg, um, which is no longer there. It's now combined with another school and it's called St Peter's Woodlands. And I did my five years of senior school there. Can you tell us about when you first started teaching and some of your experience before you came to Woodend? Okay, so when I first started teaching, um, you had to do your training, of course, and you'd go out to schools. And one of my teachers that taught us to be teachers was a lady called Mem Fox. 
and she went on to be an author and I always remember her um, talking about the importance of reading to children and reading lots of interesting books so she's really stuck in my mind uh, Mem. That was at a school called Edwardstown Primary. That was my first interaction I reckon as a teacher. When I finished my training, when I finished uni, well back then it was called Teachers College, um, I got a job at a new school and it was part of the Aberfoyle campus that is today and I got a job at Hyson, uh, which was one of the schools there, and then at Spence. Um, and I used to do work which was not permanent and it's called a contract teacher. So you'd, you'd go around to schools and give your resume and, and, uh, and hopefully you'd know somebody at the school and they'd recommend you. So I, I worked at those schools. I worked at Renella, I worked at Hallett Cove R, was that actually only R10 back then, at uh, Seacliff Primary, um, Hallett Cove South, uh, lots of schools around this area and then I applied to come here. Hmm. But, sorry, before here, I actually had two years in the country because I didn't want to be a contract teacher anymore. Um, I wanted to be permanent so that I knew that I had, you know, a fortnightly wage and, and I could save up to buy a house and all that sort of stuff. So I applied to go to the country and uh, I, I got that job and uh, that made me permanent. But I had to move to a little town called Coburn, which is on the border of South Australia and New South Wales. And uh, I taught in a country school that had about 15 kids. And we taught from kindy, so we had kindy kids attend, right up to high school kids. And uh, we'd have to write uh, lessons for each one of the children and learn about them and, and, uh, and, uh, and suit their, their needs. So that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun in the outback and we'd go, you know, sheep shearing and flying in, in little planes and big barbecues and roo hunting and all of that sort of stuff. It was cool. You oh, and my student, sorry to interrupt Harry, my student, um, uh, Nick his name was, he used to drive, he was only about 10 but they all drove out in the bush and uh, once he said, Miss Greery, can we, do a, can we do an outside lesson? I said, sure. So he drove us on his property to a dam and we went yabbying. So that was our outside sort of education lesson for the day. It was oh. cool fun, yeah. <laughs> and then he drove us back to school again. <laughs> you have been at Wooden since the day the school opened. Mm. Can you tell us a bit about that time? About the actual opening or what it was like to teach back then? Mm, both. Both. Well, it was a pretty big deal because Woodend was a, the first um, school to be built the way we, we built it. And we designed the school to actually be turned into an old folks home after 10 years. And that's how the houses became houses. They were designed with little kitchens, with bathrooms and toilets. And the idea was after 10 years, because they thought no one would live in this area anymore, they would be converted into homes for, for people to live. Um, but that, of course, never happened. It would just got bigger and bigger. We had about, I think, 35 kids, 40 kids to start with. And I was the reception teacher um, with Miss Cullen. Um, I had a reception one, I think. She might have had a year one, two. And Miss Lever was our other teacher, which is Sensei Vinyl's mum. It was fun. We used to do lots of fun things. Uh, Miss Woolard was our principal. And uh, we had uh, one, one person working in the office, Mignon Herriman, and our um, library teacher. And that was Miss George, Lynn George. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. We worked very hard. We were here by about 6.37 every morning. 
because we did things like help plant trees and we'd we'd come on the weekend and, and mow the lawns and we'd weed the gardens and all of that stuff because we wanted our school to be, be fabulous. So we spent a lot of time developing the, the grounds and developing the, the school. We had a lot of fun um, and the school grew bigger and bigger and, and lots of lots of other kids came and obviously lots more teachers. Uh, we used to have assemblies down in what is now the hall and that was all opened and uh, it was a lunch shed so we used to gather our three little classes there and, and have little assemblies and show each other their our work and um, we had a big opening when the school began we had the premier and the um, lots of politicians and we did uh, very ceremonious things and it was a, a pretty big deal to to be part of a, a brand new school mm. but lots of fun lots of hard work we know that Part of the school used to be a shopping centre. What was it like working here then and how did it come out to be a school? Yeah. Yeah, well, we're actually in the, in the section, although this was a bit newer, but the main shopping centre that um, was here was where rooms 17 through to rooms where Kerry's office is. That was the shopping centre as such. We were still down in the street. Um, so we developed from room one, two, three, and four. We'd um, uh, built all the houses down to room ten. Then we changed the the, the library into the um, uh, where it is now because that used to be the office. We just grew too big for the space. We didn't have anywhere else to go. We did have some portable buildings, which are which are timber frame buildings, which is where the garden is, and I taught in those buildings. They're not even there yet. So the department gave us those buildings and uh, a few classes taught there for a few years. But then we just had so many people, and because the teachers were, you know, we, we, were, we, we were good at our job and, and uh, people wanted to come to Woodend. So we had lots and lots of kids and our numbers grew, our teachers grew, but we didn't have any space. So um, there were some discussions between the department, the education department, and the people that owned this shopping centre, could could they buy it or could they lease it to um, to put some classes in? So that happened. Um, I do remember though that there was a little bit of objection from some of the families because they didn't they didn't want there was going to be a pub, a hotel built <laughs> in the in the um, next door to the. The, the school um, once we moved in and they didn't want that so there was a lot of politics going on about who should be in this building and what was going to be built and, and what not to build but the uh, the uh, old shopping centre was was fun because that was still here while we were in the in the houses and we used to order our lunches because we never had a canteen we'd order our lunches from the fish and chip shop which was room I reckon it was about room 23 and 24. So we'd send a kid over and they'd get the, the fish and chips. That's all they had. They only had hot chips for lunch. And um, and uh, get them delivered. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was it was good. There was a there was a hairdresser and, and a doctor and all sorts of different different businesses here. And a little, um, what well, was quite big actually, a, a child uh, mining service, an ELC um, in the centre of where the atrium is now. That was all little kids playing in there. So yeah, that was an interesting time when we moved over. Thank you Miss Gregory for letting us interview today. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you, that was very good. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> You're welcome. The full recording of our interview with Miss Gregory is available as an extra episode 
on our podcast page. Many students have been working hard across our school. Here are Georgia and James, our SRC leaders, to present this episode's acknowledgements. This week, we would like to acknowledge Alexis Harvey from Room 25 for excellent effort in your writing tasks, showing real growth in your ability and understanding. Peter, in Room 23, for being respectful to his classmates, staying on task and working hard. Felix, from Room 3, for being able to cope when situations don't go his way. Harrison, Room 21, for having a growth mindset and persevering when things are hard. Alex, from Room 17, for always trying hard. Callum, from Room 17, for persevering with difficult tasks, always with a smile. Jess N, from Room 19, for pushing herself in maths and for making strong observations in student voice. Abby, Room 19, for having a growth mindset during math lessons. Jacob, from Room 19, for applying feedback and developing his time management skills. In each episode, we share a performance or some learning from students in our school. This week, students from Room 25 shared their learning about the gold rush. In our class, we did an activity with cookies. We had to try and get all the chocolate chips out of the cookie without hurting the cookie, which we pretended was the environment. We now know if you hurt the environment when you are mining, it makes a huge difference. Also, did you know that the biggest gold nugget ever found is called the Welcome Stranger Nugget? Did you know that a fee had to be paid to dig on the gold fields? Did you know that Peter Lala was one of the 12 children in his family? Did you know that a, that a sluice is like a big water slide but you're not allowed to go down it? The sluice is used by putting water down its tracks and it separates the water to the gold. Did you know that for a bit miners used rope? We also know about the Eureka flag. The Eureka flag was made by a miner to defend their rights and liberties. We gotta draw the Eureka flag on the netball court with chalk. We know that we need to use special tools so we don't hurt the environment. We also found that on the goldfield some tools worked better than others. The pen was the best and easiest tool to use on the goldfields. This has been the news with Wood and SRC. Thank you for listening. Oh.